What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that shotgun set. Three receivers left. And here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady Kennedy caught ball. Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons. And what a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking again, looking again. Throws up the middle. Hats in the side. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Goes toward the end. Battle in. Intercepted, picked off of the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome in and welcome back to the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. And we are still the Salty Dogs. We are. What is this, our fourth season now? Yeah, something like that. And I, I would say we're a saltier version of the salty the, the, Well, the environment tends to make you a little more Whoa, salty. The very much. that we're jumping through. Yeah, yeah. But, hey. But, hey, it's better than last year so far. We're at the Advent Health Training Center. We cannot complain about that. That's right. We uh, get to watch practice, which yeah. is awesome. Got to go inside to watch practice today. That was fun. So I say welcome back because this is our first, what do you call it, edition? Did we ever decide what these are called? Episodes? Yeah, weather episodes. episodes. So this is a new season. Of the 2021 season, this is our very first one. We're going to celebrate that. We're, we're back to having guests, and our very first one I'm excited about, we'll be talking to him in a bit, is Jalen Darden. Yeah, I agree. The rookie wide receiver. Um, uh, I'm excited about him as a player, but I'm also looking forward to hearing a little bit more about you know, him. You know, what, what we should have done is we probably should have started this as... The Super Bowl champion, Salty Dogs. Yeah, I like your new intro, by the way. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you got the both Super Bowls in there, so it kind of melded yeah. into one highlight. Yeah, well, it, it's so warranted, too, by the way. Yes, we are the Super Bowl Salty Dogs. And Super Salty Dogs. Yeah, and it's uh, a very short off season, I have to say. I was just about to ask you, before we got into okay. camp, how was your off season? It was good, you know, um, crazy. You know, February, we, you know, we... Full mode into February. We get into March and already working on yeah. 2021 and then trying to figure out all the different aspects of what's going on and still trying to work through that. Um, but, you know, what can I say? Uh, knock on wood. Healthy. That's all you need, right? Yeah, and, and the team's pretty healthy, too. Yeah. Which is good. It's a good way to go into training camp. There's a couple guys who haven't practiced yet, but not many. And and one, one thing, and I'll say this so we don't have to answer it a thousand fifty times. And That's an unusual number for you to. I pick. know you like that one. Yeah, it's like, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's huge. Twenty-two tens. Yes, um, we are both very fortunate that uh, we did get Super Bowl rings, and nice. that is something that we can just. Yes. Don't don't get too into it though, because nope. we only have a couple questions, and one of them is about that. Oh, okay. So we'll be talking okay. about the rings. See, in a bit. I I printed those, so it proves that I did not even look at it. <laughs> yeah, you we, never do. That's part of the. Yeah, we're in makeshift. Yeah, once again, we're in makeshift offices and things of that nature, which we're not complaining because we're we're happy to be back in the building. Yes, and, and we actually have more contact with the players and the coaches this year than I, last year. So, the last two weeks, 
made me realize how much I missed being in the building and interacting with the coaching staff, right. it, uh, the equipment guys, the trainers, everybody. Yeah. It's it's really great. It's still there's still a lot of protocols. Um, we're wearing yep. masks and and we're not really getting real close to players. No, but still, it's better than it was. Yeah, but you know from. I have very long cords here that we're able to uh, talk to a player from a distance, right. and at least we can see them and they can see us. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're we're into training camp. We're in the second week of training camp. Wow. So let me ask you a question, Jeff. Is the first week of a week Sunday, or is the first week of a week Monday? I believe the week starts on on um, Monday because Sunday is the seventh day. That's true, but if you look at any calendar, it sure looks like the week start on Sunday. Yes. So I actually did a little research on that, and apparently and there is an international standard that says weeks begin on the Monday. Oh. So technically speaking, weeks begin on Monday, which does feel like how a week goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're when you, when it's Sunday of a non-football season, sure, you're feeling like okay, that's the end of the weekend, and now a whole new week starts. Yeah, you don't go you don't go on Sunday. Well, it's the beginning of the yeah, new week. You it's right? Monday. You so drag. why are calendars that way? Um, Who was the first person to put a calendar that way? And why? And where can we find them and admonish them? Oh, that's a good question. That person is probably not alive anymore. Probably not. Because they've been that way for as long as I can remember. Now, is that just, um, is that a worldwide thing where the calendar is that That's a good question. Because in Europe, it's the day they go, we go, in America, we, uh, in the United States, I should say, because there are other Americas (laughs) in this. In the United States, we go with the month, the day, the year. Yeah. In Europe, they go with the day, the month, and the year. Which really does make more sense. I mean, you're, you're going Shot. up Wait a in minute. value. Wait a minute. What are you telling me? that Next that thing you're going to want to adopt a metric system. I right? really. You are just out there. <laughs> really. Crazy guy. Those Europeans know what they're doing. Yeah. Who knew? Um, well, my offseason, since you asked. Yeah. I was going to get I was getting there. I was getting, you have a very good offseason. Go ahead. I don't know about that. It well, was fine. It was, it was brief, like you said. It was over before you could blink. Uh-huh. Um, so, but, but, you know, on a personal note, your son graduated from high school, Yes. going to college in the next month yes. or rather in the next few weeks. Yeah, Jeff, I'm less than two weeks away from being an empty nest. I know. He's I going know. to Georgia Tech and we're driving him up there. It's exciting times. Yeah, it's good for him. He's it, studying physics. Can you believe that? Would you have any interest? It definitely takes after his mom. Whenever we, <laughs> but that's I'm not true. Good at math. I was just going to say, that's not true. You are really into numbers. But the problem with physics is that it applies numbers to real life things, and that's where it starts to get yeah, really hard. Yeah, and you're, you're nothing near real life, so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, whenever we're around somebody, and, and they, oh, you're going to Georgia Tech? That sounds great. What are you going to study? And he says physics. The look on their faces is yeah. always like, ooh, ooh yeah. What why is would that? you want to do that? Mm-hmm. But we'll see. All right, that's so great. So here we are in camp. Yeah. Um, we, you know, I guess we can just talk about what the best stories have been. We're about ten days in. We're exactly ten days in. Yeah. Nine practices. And the last two have had to be indoors because of uh, rain and, and lightning, really. Yeah, that's been kind of a nice change. I mean, at least for us. I don't know how the players feel, but I, I think it, it's coming at a good time. It ended up being pretty good for the young guys today yeah. because Bruce decided, um, since they were indoors for the second straight day, he really, um, hey, it's a new year, Jeff. I'm using the cough pump I correctly. Noticed, I know, twice. I That's noticed. about as many times as I did all last year. <laughs> well, usually you cough and then press the button, so I appreciate yeah. you guys. Four more years from now, and I'm going to be perfect. You won't be coughing at all. So B.A. Um, decided to really, he gave a couple guys like Levante David a second straight day for Levante, but he gave a couple of vets a day off, Tom Brady, because it's his birthday. Happy right. birthday, Tom Brady, 44 years young. Um, wow. He 
and he, he really focused a lot more on the young guys and created pressure situations for those young guys to see how they would react. So it was a good thing these couple days in there because for the young guys, that's for sure, and maybe for any older guy that wanted to rest. The reason is they don't – the older guys, they figure the running around on the artificial turf is harder on their knees, so if they're going to give them a day off, they'll do it when they're inside. Yeah. I think, too, um, it's kind of an unusual training camp because there's not a lot of – jockeying for position on yeah. <laughs> uh you know trying to make the team and what's going on it's it it's it's a little different the fact that almost well all starters came back all starters and almost every um reserve of any note which is basically here's what you lost joe Hegg, who was your seventh offensive lineman yeah um ryan smith who was a special teams ace who will always go down in history of as dropping a touchdown pass joe Hegg. yeah yeah i know he I don't know if you'll – I would say that differently. I don't think he'll be remembered since he didn't catch it. Had he caught it, he'd be a great trivia – a question to a trivia – answer to a trivia question. Isn't it kind of like the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, but he was supposed to catch that. Well, And they lost, right? Yeah. Jackie Smith, I think you're talking about? Yes, Jackie Smith. And that was like – Yeah. And I'm not sure – It would not have Would you call Joe Hague a dropper? That guy kind of knocked it out of his hands. Well, apparently that's why you don't throw to offensive line. (laughs) (laughs) But he could have been the great – Imagine if you said, somebody said, tell me every player that's caught a touchdown pass from Tom Brady in in the Super Bowl, and Joe Haig would be the hardest one to get of all of them. I don't think you would ever get it. I think he probably, I don't know for sure, has some to Mike Vrabel, the linebacker. I know Mike Vrabel caught some touchdown passes. I don't recall if they were in the playoffs, but I bet they were. So, But people remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, Pulling up Joe Haig would be... That's pretty impressive if you yeah. were able to nut, it wasn't caught. So, so those two guys, and Andrew Adams, a safety, good guy did a good job here first couple of years whenever we needed him to fill in, but mm-hmm. last year we really didn't need him very much. No. So that's really essentially all that you have lost. That's from a, if you're a, a player coming on this team looking at the depth chart for the holes from the guys that are gone, there are almost none, which is I think what you were basically trying to say, right? Yeah, and I think, though, you know, with that comes the expectation of, well, you should just be able to do it again. And, and one of the things I like about camp is what Tom Brady has been kind of preaching is it doesn't matter what you did last year. This is this is all a new start. Well, uh, you know, I think Bruce Arians kind of started that message all the way back in February and has hammered it home whenever he could. And so including basically that being the gist of his first speech to the team when yeah. this camp started. So basically every player has heard that enough that they are repeating that. Whenever you ask them questions about last year, you know, it's all, hey, we can't rest on our laurels. We can't assume that we're going to be good just mm-hmm. because we were good last year. We have to start at ground zero. However you want to put it, there's a lot of different ways that it's been put. But the point is avoiding complacency. And I just, when you watch practice, you think, I can see how that could be a problem theoretically, but not with Tom Brady no. here. He's not going to let that happen because I, he's not complacent about a single training camp practice drill. Well, you look at a guy like Levante David that spent nine years, you know, finally getting to the playoffs and then winning a Super Bowl. You know, he doesn't have a lot of years left, so he wants <laughs> to go. I'm, I mean, it's serious. I mean, but, you know, you get a taste of it and you you look at it and, hey, you can make a legitimate run. And I'm last year... I'm not so sure how many people thought that the Buccaneers were going to win the Super Bowl, especially at the end of November, how many people thought that. But, the, the you know, as a Buck fan, if you're out there, and I know you are because you're listening <laughs> to the Salty Dogs, you've got there. a lot of hope. you got a lot of excitement. Yeah, well, and then, uh, so so you didn't have huge expectations as recently as last November, and then they won the Super Bowl. But this time around, 
everybody thinks we're going to win sure. the Super Bowl, and sure. it's not that easy. No, and you look at Kansas City, and and it's kind of crazy when you look at it. They went fourteen and two in the regular season. They did everything they needed to to get to the Super Bowl, but oh wait, they didn't win it. Yeah, so they're into a buzzsaw. So for them, they look at it as it wasn't a it was it wasn't the season that they wanted which yeah. is yeah I, obviously that's true and that's how players and coaches think but you give me a team that can compete for the super bowl every year i'm not going to complain if they no. don't win it every year well, i mean even the the patriots were a 20 year dynasty sure but they and i'm not saying this isn't an amazing mm, number no. but they only quote marks won uh-huh. 6 right 6 out of they got into 9 and won 6 and it's still incredible the best team ever and if but you, it's six years out of fourteen out of twenty, and you will correct me if I'm wrong because that's what you do. Um, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, uh, I think they went ten years between Super Bowls. Did they not? Oh boy, I don't know about that. That's that is they, um, that may be true because they won in like two thousand and two thousand four and yeah. five maybe Let's or see. three and four, yeah. and then they lost the ones in oh seven and eleven mm-hmm. before they then started winning them all again. Mm-hmm. So I think you might be right. Might be. I noticed how you said that. Might if you're be. not exactly right, you're very close to being right. Uh, let's see. Um, well, they went they, they went from 2005, and then the next one was 2015, 17, and 19. Yeah, so, so they were went, essentially right. Yeah, they went 2002, 2004, 2005, which you talk about. They didn't win 2002, a, Jeff. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. You know they didn't win 2002. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but what's funny, it does say 2002. Because it was played in 2002? Uh, well, it was the 2002 season. No, it wasn't. I assume you know who won the Super Bowl that Yeah, we season. did. But why does it say this? Probably because the date was oh, 2002. Oh, I see. Okay. Hold on. I think all of those were off yes. by one year. Yeah, you're right. Very good. Anyways, they did have 10 That years. is, I wish that the, the NFL gets so close. Like, baseball is always one season. They won the champ, their championship in 2000. Well, no, that doesn't make sense either. I, I don't know why this is saying this. I digress. Continue. I, I, I like baseball in that it's self-contained in one year. Yes, I agree. Um, I, so there's never any question about how should we refer to it. And unlike basketball or hockey, the NFL gets really close. And I just wish it was all contained in one year. Uh-huh. So there's not this confusion. Because the Buccaneers won. Some people say they won the Super Bowl in 2003, right. which is technically true from a date standpoint. Correct. But, but not, it's the O2 season yeah. that we celebrate. And now the Super Bowl is all the way in the middle of February. Yeah, maybe eventually it'll be... You know, in May or something, it'll be. Oh, don't even start <laughs> that. Jeez. But yes. Um, well, we know we are going to a 17 game season this year. Yeah. Which I don't like from a math standpoint. I don't like it's no, not symmetrical well, at all. Well, it's going like to change it. their records I, and everything. But people thought that every time they've added games every year. Well, they probably have. Yeah. I mean, it changes everything. So, um, what else have you liked about camp so far? Um. Let's see. I like the hot, humid mornings, and we're not out there in the afternoon. I okay. think that's awesome. So you're you're kind of um, all of yours are about how this affects you. Well, it is about me at the end of the day. Because <laughs> I was thinking along the lines of like, I've really enjoyed Ross Cockrell's training camp so far. Well, I was just going to say, and then after yesterday, uh, three ints after his sister uh, qualified, and he would in be the a, Olympics. He would be a good story right now if none of that ever happened because. This is a cornerback, and at the beginning of, right at the beginning of training camp, we had um, had to waive a safety because he was injured, Curtis Riley. Jordan Whitehead had gone on the COVID list. Um, Antoine Winfield got a false negative, so he missed a couple weeks. 
there, I'm blank, there was one other safety out for us. Oh, Raven Green was excused for personal mm-hmm. reasons. Um, so we were getting really, really thin at safety. And rather than sign another guy, although they eventually did sign another guy, rather than sign another guy, they thought, let's see if Ross Cockrell, who's a cornerback, who's played cornerback his entire career in the NFL, and let's see if we think he can play safety because he's a smart guy, he's a versatile guy, he's an athletic guy. He's obviously doing very well, even before that big practice that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Because if you watch, you know, since Jordan Whitehead, a couple of days after Jordan Whitehead got back, it was back to him and Antoine Winfield being getting most of the snaps with the number ones mm-hmm. before Edwards, Mike Edwards, have been filling in. If you look a lot of times at the, the second team defense in there, it's Mike Edwards and Ross Cockrell, not Raven Green, uh-uh. not Javon Hagan. Not anybody that was already a safety when camp began, but this guy, that's how well he's doing. And then what you were referring to, anybody that doesn't hasn't already heard this great story, his younger sister, by six years, I think. Yeah, well, she, yeah. Yeah, I think they have a middle sister, Sierra, who's five years younger than Ross, yeah. and Anna's six years. She is an Olympic hurdler, and on two Monday morning, because today's yep. Tuesday, it's hard to keep it straight, yep. she ran in the semifinals at the Olympics in the 400-meter hurdles and came in second, which means she qualified for the finals. Right. and so if Which is an incredible thing for the Cockrell family. Yes, and if you're across the international date line, it'll be Wednesday <laughs> uh, morning or here in the States. It is tonight. She runs tonight. Yeah. Which yeah, is pretty exciting. So. And it's real cool. If uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to Google it and go ahead and take a look at Or you can go to Bucks at the Buccaneers app and see the team watching her do it yeah. and his reaction, yeah. which is, <laughs> I every t- I've, I saw it I saw it before it went up on the website and got chills as they were putting it together. Great. And then um, and then seeing it again on a multiple outlets. It's it's still pretty cool. And what yeah. I, you know what I love the best about it? He was pretty calm. Well, he looked calm, but his chest was heaving yeah, in and out. He's like hypoventilating. But after it was over with, I thought it was really cool that, you know, a guy like Gronk is jumping up and down and cheering. Now, here's a guy that's been in the spotlight how many times mm-hmm. and still can get that feeling of excitement. I, it's I, the Olympics, man. I, I, I just thought that was so cool. I, I, every time they have the Olympics, I think about how these people who succeed in the Olympics – have poured years and years and years and years of their lives into this one moment or mm-hmm. couple of moments, which makes it obviously very emotional. And mental strain, as, yeah, we, apparently, we're, as we're witnessing. Apparently Anna called her brother Ross the night before her race, and I don't know what it, how it was in, in Tokyo. Maybe it was earlier in the day of the race, but for Ross it was the night before. <clears throat> and just looking for advice because... She was she was dealing with a lot of nerves. Sure, she obviously felt a found a way to deal with it, and it was very close at the end. So that's exciting. And then a half an hour later, the Buccaneers start practice, and Ross Cockerell is all over the field. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, you don't get three interceptions in one practice very often as a single player. That sometimes nope. the team as a whole doesn't have three no. in one day. And coach has been looking for more of them. He's like, we need more takeaways. One of them, I was sitting in the. Um, the end zone behind him, because this was in the indoor facility, and uh, behind where the play happened, the and he intercepted it and ran towards the right sideline and then ran all the way down the right sideline, around 95 yards with another player defensive back trailing him the whole time. 
and it just looked totally like the Rondé Barber Philadelphia Dutch you, Rondé. Oh, I was standing next to you, and you made that comment immediately, that, and, it, and it did look like that. Then we were trying to decide who was chasing after I couldn't him. remember in I the video. Either. I should have yeah. watched it before this, because there is one player, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's Dexter Jackson or Brian Kelly. Uh, can't remember who. Ran behind him, yeah. And then Rondé's pointing at his back. Yeah. That was pretty great. Speaking of which, Rondé Barber, hopefully in the Hall of Fame. John Lynch, about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. A couple I days. The, I got the pleasure of talking to him for about seven minutes the other day on the phone because uh-huh. he was gracious enough to give me an interview. And um, I think it's going to be real emotional for him. Yeah, I, 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 I'm disappointed. I, I was going to go up, and because of you know the timing between our next, our first game and things that have to it get done, it just didn't work out. And I... Um, as I get closer to it now, I'm thinking, man, maybe I should have figured out a way. But um, it's it. You know, we've we've both gone up and and seen. We've been to the Brooks and the Sap ones. Yeah, so. and so they're long nights, especially if you. It was great when it was Brooks. Yeah, it was tougher when it was Sap because they do it in alphabetical uh-huh. order. <laughs> yeah, but the problem was that we did Brooks. That was great, and for you, you could write about yeah, it and get you done. You just had to sit there, but and you wait, just had huh? to sit there and wait. <laughs> but with and I know what you're saying. Now it's about you because Sap, you had to write the story near the end. I, I yeah. got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's about me. Yeah, I had to get that in there. Uh-huh. You threw you, you did a good job of throwing, turning them back around. Thank you, you thank you very much. Um, what else? What else do you like? Do you want me to say something, um, or do you want to think? Of something? I you know what I like is that. I like the cohesiveness. Hmm. I really do. You, you, you got all this abstract stuff. Well, tell me a player you like, man. Here, I'll give you I, one. I'll tell you Mike what. Evans has looked incredible. Well, come on. I don't need it. He doesn't, always, he doesn't always have an incredible camp. He like had this. a fingertip catch. That I know. Was un- that was our bo- play of the day. Yeah, that was unbelievable. One-handed, down the field. But, I mean, he's catching everything in sight. He's throwing the ball to him all the time because he's getting open. I mean, he just looks like he's in midseason form. He says he, and Bruce says he's in the best shape he's ever been at this time of the year because he's learning better every year how to take care of his body. I mean, with so many weapons, I don't want to overdo it, I, but I think Evans yeah. could have a really nice year. I'll tell you that, though, um, you know, the tight ends, I think, is is, is an interesting, it is an interesting set, position. setup right now. Mm-hmm. I, if, if I have to do a takeaway, if you want me to get technical. That's what I want. Give me a okay. takeaway. Uh, I think I think the tight end position is something to keep an eye on. I mean, of course, you always say Gronk, but O.J. Howard's back right now, so it'll be interest. It'll be interesting to see how he progresses into it. Um, yeah, O.J. Howard will be interesting because, as he said, it's the problem is for him, for him has been staying healthy. He thinks if he can play 17 plus games, the numbers will take care of themselves. Right. Right. Um. um and we'll see. It would be exciting to see because I thought he had a nice connection with Tom Brady in the first four games of the season. He he never found that connection with Jameis Winston. No, no. Um, and and then you have Cam Brate on the pup list. That's one of the not so great. Is, that's parts not of a the great thing. So but I'm hoping he comes back. You know, maybe next week. But uh, we want to see him out there on the field. Uh, and I think that's the that's the craziness of it all is. At one time, that was the most. I thought it was the most secure position we had, the most most depth. But right now, I'm not so sure. Um, well, I think that speaking of the tight ends, mm-hmm. um, it's not only is Rob Gronkowski fun, but he's fun for everybody else to have on your team. Like he, every time he catches a practice, a catches a pass in practice when we're outside with fans, uh-huh. they they lose their minds. Yeah. It's just watching Gronk catch a pass makes our fans lose their minds. Yeah. Well. 
that's because it's fun. Well, he's just so big, and then he's down the field. I, and I will say this. He is a big man because <laughs> we didn't get to see them. I mean, we saw him during a game, home games, but we weren't in the locker room and things of that nature. I I ran across him in the parking lot. And I was With your like, car? No. Okay, that's good. He was going one way, I was going the other. On, so on you foot. passed by. On foot. You passed him by. I did. And um, I was like, dang, he is big. Well, I'm always surprised every time, because we didn't get to see Tom Brady in person last year. I did. Well, you did. I did. I, I did got not. to see him at the testing trail. I was not in tears. He even said hi. I would say I'm surprised almost every time I see him at how tall he is. I never realized how tall he was. Yeah. He's a very tall person. Yeah. So I, there's some there's some deep insights for you on Tom Brady. Yeah, but I think that, he's you know, tall. yeah. He's got a good You're arm welcome. too. That's Did why you, know you come that? here. That's why you come to the Salty Dogs podcast for information. But I, but about I that. say I say during during the preseason games, I, the tight ends is is something I really want to monitor. Oh, you want me to tell you something? I'm, I I like something I heard recently. What did you hear? Bruce Arians saying that he thinks by week one we will be close to 100% vaccinated. I did hear that, and that is great news. I don't know if that's maybe a tad ambitious, but even if you're over 90%, I think that's pretty good. Well, it's really great news because where we are in the state of Florida, not great uh, news. Not great news. We are the uh, hotbed right now in in uh, for COVID, which is very scary. But I will say, here at the Advent Health Training Center, protocol is all over the place. No messing around where um, if you and I walk down a hallway, we have a mask on. Yeah, and and we're fully vaccinated, but we're just being extra careful. Correct. Because the whole point is to serve football and do whatever we can to help them manage this. Yeah, and I think that... um, you know, for the players who aren't, it's, you know, back and forth. But I think Bruce has done a really nice job of stressing the importance of it. While saying every time that it is a personal decision. But it is a personal but, decision. But you know how he feels about it. I think it's the same way you and I do. Sure. But you also have to look at it, too, that uh, this coaching staff, if as you look across the league, is a little more mature when I age-wise. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you have Tom Moore who – who I can't believe I, I walked out with him yesterday and I was thinking to myself, gosh, when I get to 82 next year, I hope I can look <laughs> like him. You know, I, I mean, he's, he's How, just, has he been coaching for 50 years or 60? Years? Oh, something like that. It's amazing. It, um, but I, th- I think that, um, you know, they've done a great job of educating and putting it out and making it accessible. Oh yeah. They, and, they have vaccination Periods here. Yeah. You'll see signs that go vaccination today at 530 or something like that. So in that aspect, and I think, I really do, I think the teams that do hit the threshold are going to be the teams that have an advantage as the season continues. It'll definitely help. It'll help for sure. And and I'm sure coaches are preaching that message. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was a big part of the story of the Bucks last year. Um, They won the Super Bowl in the COVID year. But Bruce Arians had said right from the beginning, the team that wins this all is the first thing they have to do is beat the virus. Yeah. And so he made that a big point of emphasis. Do you see where Seattle has everybody but one player? Vaccinated? Yeah. How'd you like to be that one player? Well, I think it's a personal thing from what I from what I was reading is that it was some kind of personal family. I don't know if it was history or or something. But they said that they'll figure it out to, to work them through. Well, that is impressive. Uh, very much so. So, so I like that. All right. Um, 
Joe Tryon. Okay, there. Are I liked I liked his interview. I liked okay. his interview. I thought he was yeah, really. Um, I think he's going to be the real deal. That's what I think. That's and, the way Shaq. Shaq and the kind of way I did that is, I think, just the way. I mean, we've seen him in practice, and he, he's picking things up. But just by the way he answered questions, and he seems like he's a sponge right now, being around JPP, Shaq. You know, just all those guys. Well, as you've mentioned at the top of this, there's not a lot of spots available. There's no. not a lot of newcomers. We're not counting on a lot of newcomers. Right. to have any sort of big role this year, but he could be a big exception. And it's, you know, he was the 32nd pick. He wasn't the 5th pick or no. the 10th pick, which doesn't seem like such a sure thing to me. And he also opted out of the 2020 college season. So this guy hasn't put on pads until this week, since yeah. 2019. Mm-hmm. But apparently he's looking really good out there. And, uh, you know, he's he's doing well against Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs. I, and yeah. that's that says something and to me. That is he's got eye power eye. in his game. He's shown speed in his game. If you could take this guy, if, if he can, Coach said he's carving out a real, real nice role for himself. That's the way he put it. So that tells me he's playing well enough that they foresee him having a decent number of defensive snaps on game day. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's... We already have two starters at his position. Anthony Nelson is still here, and he played about 25% of the snaps last year. Now, if you if Joe Tryon does more than that, either he's taking a lot of time away from Anthony Nelson, or maybe you finally are taking some snaps away from JPP and Shaq. And JPP in, pretend, in particular may not like that concept. He always wants to be on the field. Uh-huh. He's always up near the the top of the list of in the NFL of guys at his position before when he was a DN and mm-hmm. now he's a whatever, he's an head yeah. rusher of the number of snaps that he plays, just doesn't like to come off the field. <clears throat> but I still think theoretically that Shaq and JPP could be more effective on a per snap basis if they played a little, f- some fewer snaps. And, and if the guy that's taking those snaps is also playing well, then you're way better. And, and pr- maybe they have better quality snaps. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so and they're fresh and in the fourth quarter, and that and that may be where JPP may adjust to it because he is getting older, and and you got more juice, and when you're making the uh, the difference in a play, I I think that's great because that's what they're trying to do anyways. They they're trying to rotate people in and out. Yeah, if you so. could if if you could have a four man rotation mm-hmm. with those four guys, because really and not and not lose any ground. Yeah, when you when Joe Tryon is in for JPP or he's in for Shaq. He's still giving you very high-quality play. I yep. think you're better overall. All of that said, if you ask me who I think is going to have a monster year this year, I think it's Shaq. Yeah. And I want to say that I think uh, uh, Vita Vea looks really good, too, by the way. you know, And that's part he- of the reason. He looks healthy. Yeah. yeah. And that's, if Vita's out there for every game, that's going to help Shaq and everybody else. As, as it proved in the Green Bay game. And yeah. the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had a stat in either of those games, but everybody afterwards was saying what a huge difference he made. You saw him... Uh. Poor Robert Hainsey. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about rookies here, um, that's the third-round pick out of Notre Dame who they love for his versatility, and he's playing center right now, but he played tackle uh-huh. at Notre Dame. He played guard in the Senior Bowl week. They really would love to have him out there as a guy that, that can back up and maybe someday be a starter at any one of the five positions. Right now they're working him at center. And I think overall the um, the mood about him is good. But the very first day they put the pads on, that meant it was the first time we would have those – Great OL 
DL one-on-one pass rush drills. You know what I'm talking about? It's probably the best part of camp to watch. Right. And poor Robert Hainsey's first two snaps were against Vita Vea. Just straight up center versus nose tackle. And Vita Vea's bull rush is really hard to stop, especially by one guy. That's why he often has multiple guys trying to stop him, which helps everybody right. else, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, Robert Hainsey probably is going to have a great career, but that was a tough way to have your first few one-on-one snaps, I think. Yeah, it is. I, I, the other thing, you know, you're talking about what else I was excited about. Yeah. I'm also, the, the offensive line. Okay. Everybody's back. Everybody's healthy. And I think there's some real strong continuity. All the Absolutely way through. there is, yeah. And Which is big for an O-line. I, I'm really excited about that because I think that's going to help the running game. And then, you know, you found out that Aaron Stenny's pretty good, so if, if anybody misses some yep. time, you, you got a, a very quality back up there. you got Josh Wells to back up the tackle, and you got Robert Hainsey who can fill in anywhere. So there's your probably your eight guys that are active on game day, mm. and you feel really good about it. Yep. I'm with you on that. It's good, good, good. All right. What else you got? Well, uh, so, I mean, we could talk about anything, really. We could, we well, could pull at, a name out of a hat. I'll tell you this. You're at 31 minutes. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. We're right back to where, right to where right we are. Right back in the flow, huh? Yeah. yeah. We, we just, do 30 or 40 minutes and not even realize it. Yeah. I mean, we can keep going. I just, you know. I just, well, I would like to point out an oddity. Okay. Um, Besides me. <laughs> I pointed at you uh, yeah, I know. That's I why said I said that, that. But I'm pointing out an oddity. Um we signed a safety named Chris Cooper, I don't know, maybe a, a week ago, five days ago, something like that. Uh-huh. A couple of days later, we cut a safety named Augie, uh, the rookie Augie Contressa. Both of those players played their college football at Stony Brook. Really? So within the matter of a few days, we signed one and cut one safety from Stony Brook. I don't even know where Stony Brook is. I think it might New be York. New York. Okay. It is. There have only been three players ever from Stony Brook to play in a regular season game in the entire history of the NFL, mm-hmm. and for a total of 38 games. And neither of these guys are, are one of them yet. But to have a school that's basically never had much of an impact in the NFL, and within a few days you sign one safety and cut one safety from that same school, that's just weird. That is, that is weird. That is very strange. Uh, it just good, that deserves good a spotlight. Pick. Good, good. I like that. We can stop there, I think. All right. Your little whimsical little end to oh. section one. and then we One of those on. things that everybody's looking up where Stony Brook is? Probably. Yeah. I think you're right. It's in it, New York yeah, somewhere, right? Somewhere. Somewhere. I and that's not really a hotbed of NFL football talent. Oh. It's not. Come on. Syracuse? Come on. The Talking <laughs> about. <laughs> okay. Where did... Marpet came out of uh, Hobart. Yeah, I, I New mean, York. Like, Come I think on. Stony Brook might be in New York City. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> that that you know, you would think that. Here, let me look. I was going to say up. you could be looking it up. I could be. Well, in I the meantime, um, we'll be moving on here in a minute to our second segment, um, which is uh, we're glad that it's back after we kind of had to pull back from that a little bit last month or two of last season. Hopefully, we'll have a player guest every week, and I'm excited about our first one. I, I've Already a little bit. You of never a, guess where it's at. Uh, Manhattan. No. It's in Stony Brook, New York. Oh. <laughs> well, that that should have been our first guess. Now the question, of course, is where is Stony Brook? Uh, I'm getting the map out and trying to figure out where what it's near. I was in. I was. It's kill- it's on. It looks like it's on Long Island. Uh, there you go. I told there you. you. Go. Okay. But it is funny. Long Island. Yeah, it, I think it's funny that. Um, <laughs> That it is actually Stony Brook. All, All right. right. 
let's uh, let's wrap it up here and, and yep. get uh, get uh, our guest here in the room. I'm ready when you are. Okay. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast. Jeff Ryan's still here with me, I Scott am, Smith. We I are am. the Salty Dogs, but now we're very happy to have our guest with us. Don't worry, we're properly social distanced and masked up, and that's why we can have Jalen Darden here with us to join us. Jalen, thanks so much. This is our first one of the year, so you're helping us kick off the whole season. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we'll get into a little bit of your background and how you got here, but first let's just start off with how you think training camp's going for you so far. Uh, training camp going good for me. Uh, I'm making a couple plays, but also I'm being hard on myself, uh, making sure I'm doing everything right. So it's still a lot of learning that's going through in the process. Are you playing mostly slot, mostly outside, or getting all, all some of it at all? Uh, right now I'm at outside, okay. uh, particularly uh, learning that, and then after I learn the offense, then we'll see what okay. the coaches would like me to do. Because was, you played a lot of slot at North Texas, right? Yeah, yes, sir. How has learning the offense been going for you? Everyone says you got to learn it, but how's it been for you? It's different because coming from college, like you're so used to like one short play like it'll be like a one word play now it's a, a very long play mm. and you have to be very detailed and pay very close attention to what's going on in order to be able to to be successful in the offense so i'll say that's the hardest thing right now just making sure I'm, I'm i'm cool calm collected and make sure i'm soaking in the whole play and getting to where i need to be in my right alignment my right, right assignment so fourth round pick i think i saw you were the first draft pick out of north texas in like 17 years or something like that? Yes, sir. Uh, so how did you end up there at North Texas? I think I saw something about UNLV and then that fell through. Oh, that was a crazy process. <laughs> uh, I played quarterback in high school. Oh. Uh, I really didn't want to do that, but I had to do what was best for the team. Uh, in a sense, it was coming into my senior year, so I was kind of – my mom wasn't able to pay for school and things mm-hmm. of that nature, so I kind of had to, to make things shake. So I, I went to another school and tried to play receiver there, but that didn't go out well. So I ended up having to go back to my old school and play quarterback still. <laughs> and in the midst of all that, me transferring and all of that, all of my scholarships got taken away. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like that. That's how I ended up in North Texas. I got offered by Coach Latrell a day before signing day oh. and kind of just trusted yeah. God, and, and I believe that that was – the plan in, in in the first place, so I just took it around with it. Jeff, you heard a guy yet saying he didn't want to play quarterback? No. It's usually the other way I around, know, Jeff. I know. <laughs> I know. You hear about these guys that don't want to give up playing quarterback, you know? Uh, yeah, yes, defensive sir. linemen want to play quarterback. <laughs> yes, sir. So then, uh, obviously, the draft, the experience for you was, did you get drafted where you expected, or was it a surprise, or how? what was the experience like? Uh, it's crazy. My mom always, my mom and dad always used to tell me the power of the the tongue is powerful. Uh, my, I was uh, back in my old school working out, and my trainer had asked me, like, where, who did I want to play with? Like, what quarterback did I want to play with? And I said, Tom Brady. And, like, right <laughs> that was the day before I got drafted. Yeah. So that was, like, the craziest thing ever. Like, I'm still, like, shocked from that. You, you spoke it into existence. Definitely huh? did. Definitely yeah. did. When, when you caught your first ball from Tom Brady, <laughs> did you remember when you went back? Or is it, like, surreal, like, that's that's Tom Brady. Yeah, like the first the first time I got the link with him, we had like a, a session, and when I seen him, I was like, oh my god, like, I'm with TV. And then like when I caught my first pass, I'm like, oh my god, TV just threw me the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's it was surreal for sure. Uh, he's a very good guy. Um, I'm really grateful to be in this situation I'm in right now, and I'm definitely willing to learn from him because I know he knows a lot. You mentioned your mom and dad, and I was very sorry to hear that your father passed away last year. Uh, but, but I think I I read that he was a huge inspiration for you. Is yeah, that right? yeah, definitely, uh, especially going with 
the process I was going through at North Texas, me kind of not playing and me having to wait my turn. He was definitely in my corner the most to keep me humbled and keep me keep me grounded and keep my head in the game. Cause while he was sick, it was times where I didn't even want to play football no more. I thought about just quitting and going home. Yeah. So I mean, he played a big part in, in the why I'm here right now. Because if if he wasn't in my in my corner and kept pushing me, then there's no telling where I'll be right now. And he helped you to keep playing, huh? Yeah, yeah. and, and um, that plays a role in the reason why you have the number one. Yeah, yes, sir. That was the last number he seen me play in, uh, so it was kind of big for me to get that number. I didn't ask for it, but they kind of gave it to me, so I, I just took it as a blessing from God and, and ran with that's, it. That's another thing that really worked out, because before this year, you couldn't have had that number. Yeah, it's so crazy. pretty great. And, yeah, yeah and what's crazy, we're called the Salty Dogs because huh. we're a couple of old dudes, <laughs> and... Um, I'm not a big fan of the numbers changing because what I do is He's a traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist in the <laughs> fact that position numbers during a radio broadcast, uh-huh. if I can see a, a number, I pretty much know what position you're in. Yeah, so right. now it's changed. Yeah. That all being said, uh-huh. your story made me go, you know what? I kind of like this new rule. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so you, you, you kind of swayed me a little bit on that one. Yeah, yes, sir. Some some people have meanings to it and some people don't. Some people just like single digits. But it's like, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like I said, it was just a blessing from God for me to be able to get that. It's just, it's not that weird to see a receiver yeah. in no. one. It is no. weird to see an outside linebacker <laughs> wearing nine. Yeah, or run back yeah. seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, so early on in camp, uh, coaches asked about you, and he said you just have a knack for getting open, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, and getting separation. Is, is, do, you, do you think that's the main strength in your game? Uh yeah yes sir uh I, I honestly don't feel like I've been able to show everything because I'm still learning I'm okay. not I'm not fully comfortable yet so I'm definitely still trying to figure my way out and and figure the offense out but I definitely believe that's a strong suit in my game for sure saw so you make a diving catch kind of medium deep down the middle today yeah yes that sir. was a, that yeah. was a highlight and he had a good great play yesterday too I don't remember that yeah, one yeah yeah, yeah he had one and come diving in oh. off to the side yeah yes sir touchdown oh well, he's counting right <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yes, making sir. a mark yeah. I'm just trying to make I do, you know, we are the salty dogs, and he keeps saying yes, sir, and I just find it. <laughs> yeah, know, you don't have to, but you don't like have you to probably do that, right? You know what? It's a really good habit. Um, yeah, so speaking of, you know, being able to move laterally and, and getting separation and so on, obviously you probably are hoping to win the punt return and maybe kick return job, right? Uh, yeah, however I can help the team, that, that's why they brought me here. So I'm, I'm really just really just sitting back, and whatever they need me to do, that's what I'm willing to do. What's your – so – I had a, a special teams coach tell me one time that what you want out of your punt returner, first, obviously, you got to catch the ball every time. Yes, and then if you can get 10 yards consistently, that's great. And then the best is if you get both those things, but you also every now and then get a big breakaway play. And yeah. that's something you think you can provide all three of those things? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, getting under the ball for sure. Coach, coach has been helping me uh, track the ball and learn the tips of the ball and things of that nature. So I'm willing to, to help however I can. I was watching today in practice, and you were back there, and you were counting. Yes, sir. Now, yeah, they have can, to do that. Well, I understand that. But as you're counting, what else are you doing? I'm, I'm counting to make sure that it's enough players on the field, including myself. Yeah. For yeah. one, and then also to know who I'm looking for and what I'm looking for. Like, if, for example, the Gunners, I have to look for those because they're the fastest guys on the field. So nine times out of ten, they're going to be the first ones coming down. So I have to be aware. Basically just having field awareness of what's going on around me or in front of me. And then today's punt, it went over your head. What is your rule or what is the rule? So if the, if the ball, if we're near their end zone, my heels will be on the 10. If the ball goes over my head, yeah. I'm really supposed to attract them and get them away from the ball so they won't down it in the one or the two right. or the three, however that goes, wherever the ball lands. So I'm trying to get everybody away from the ball. 
the coach has said you made the right decision on that one yeah. today. Yes, sir. It was a pretty I, good punt. Yeah, though. it was a really good punt, and yes, you're sir. very comfortable back there. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, you have to be. You have to. Be. You have no choice but to be comfortable, right? <laughs> you have to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, excellent. Well, um, yeah, we really appreciate your, t- yeah, your time. It's your right time. for fans listening to this. Just know that this is right in the middle of a camp day, which yes. for one thing are like Groundhog Days, right? It's like it always feels the same. Yeah. But there's a lot that you have to do. There's there's meetings and walkthroughs and so on. So to take a little time out for that to to be with us and let the fans hear about you, we really and, appreciate it. And more importantly, you got to eat. Right? <laughs> I think did, you just did that. Did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I definitely <laughs> ate before I came here. Good call. Yeah, Good yeah, call yeah, on your part. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. The Salty Dogs. All right, we're back for our third and final segment here on the first episode of. The, I, was, I stopped there because I, what did we decide? Episode or, or well, it's the uh, episodes yeah, or, or yeah. edition season season five. It's the season to be. What is this? Season four? Oh, no, man, I can't. season four, episode one. <laughs> You're getting out your voiceover voice. There, there. you go. So, by the way, if you have not watched, oh, by the way, is that not one of the nicest kids you've met in a long time? Yeah, he's a nice kid. Wow, he couldn't. He couldn't stop saying, uh, "Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir." Every every answer started with "yes, sir." But right? just so polite and just so, I mean, really gave great answers, great interview. I mean, yeah, he's. I'm excited he, about him. I am too. I am too. All right, so this is where we take questions from fans, and okay. uh, there's an obvious issue here because this is our first one, and we haven't asked for any questions right. previously, so I don't have a lot of questions for, and. By the way, as far as that goes, if you want to get us get a question in here for us, um, send it to salty dogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. And Buccaneers is B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S, but don't forget it's buccaneers.nfl.com. Yeah, that throws everybody off. Send us your questions. We love them. I do. Uh, I, we do actually, I do have two. Okay. One is from, of course, our friend in, in Brazil. I'm glad he's doing Alexander well. Alexander Nascimento. Um, he actually sent questions in a several weeks in a row, like uh-huh. just in case this just, was the first <laughs> week of it. So that's pretty awesome. And he got it right this time. Bets. I like. And then I have another question from somebody I think has sent us a question before. It was actually sent to me for my written mailbag, but I'm going to use it here because okay. I think it's interesting. All right. So the first one, Ahoy Salty Ones. Hope this finds you both well. Yesterday I saw that Mr. Smith got a ring, and it made me wonder what's written on the ring where you usually see players' number. I mean, senior writer and editor seems like a little too long to fit, although that <laughs> ring is huge. Did Mr. Ryan get one, too? And, yes, this is the best-looking ring in history, that twist cap. It's gorgeous. Congrats to all involved. Since you did, thanks for reading. Alexander Nascimento from Sao Paulo, Brazil, parentheses, now fully vaccinated against COVID-19 with two doses. Good for you. Good for you, yes. And thanks for sending in questions. Um, he's been a long-time listener, and, and we always enjoy his questions. So yes, as he, as Jeff said earlier, he did get a ring. I did. I think um, rings generally go to players, coaches, football staff, uh, and then you know obviously owners too, and then you know a certain level of executive of the executive staff. But uh, I believe we were included just thanks to tenure. Yeah. Well, because which we, I appreciate. Uh, we uh, I tell you a story on the ring ceremony. Uh, um, Mr. Brian Glazer came up to me and made a comment, and you know what I'm going to say because he made it to you during the uh, season. We are some of the people who really will appreciate this even more because we have been around for some pretty hard seasons. Yeah, that's true. And we all know that um, 
it's not easy to win a Super Bowl. And in 2002, we all thought, well, we're going to go ahead and roll a few more. And that's what and that's what Mr. Glazer was saying to me. And I replied, I don't have 18 more years left in me for another one, so we got to get another one that's real right. quick. But um, I can. Do you want me to answer what's on the side of the ring, or you want to answer what's on uh, the side of the ring? It, it is for players. Obviously, it's the number, but everybody else has the NFL logo right under the shield. Yes. But it has your, your last name on the ring, and then there's an NFL shield underneath it. For some reason, with all the great stuff that that ring has on it, the thing that I really enjoyed the most was my name on the ring. I yeah. don't know why. That was just really cool to see. I, I, I really was fascinated by the detail when you twist the top off. And in photos, it it's really very cool, but... It's more detailed than you think when you're just looking at it not blown up. The if lines you, on the field and what looks like seats, and things like that? Absolutely. Just, uh, the pirate ship, all of it, it is... It, yeah, it, it was kind of overwhelming. It, it mind-boggling. It was pretty neat. You open this, this big square red and black box, and you open it up, and the ring is sitting on a little turning table yeah. with, with a spotlight uh, on, on it. On it's spinning around with a spotlight on it. I'm like, okay, I, I didn't expect that. Then afterwards, I'm like, of course, with a ring like this... They're going to make the presentation incredible as well. Oh, it, and, it, and it was. And um, it it's funny. You do this for a lot of years, and you often wonder. And, and I'm very appreciative that uh, I was included, and I know Me you too. are, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll treasure it for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was not surprised by the surprise features like the, the twist-off because... I'd been involved in writing. Yeah, you were it. writing stories about all of this. Yeah, you were. You. So I'd kind of gotten the in, the insight on the details, but it still was incredible to see because I hadn't actually held one. I just had yeah. pictures and descriptions. And oh, by the way, it is it it's heavier than it actually weighs. <laughs> Does that make sense? I guess. I mean, when you put it on your finger, it is it it, it has heft. It has heft to it. <laughs> it has a presence, and it sw- it swallows my hand. Not that I have large <laughs> hands, but I mean, when I put it on, I can hardly, I can't bend, barely bend my finger. I actually met with so, with a group of about seven or eight friends uh, last Friday, and uh-huh. I just went out for a few drinks because they all wanted to see the ring. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's and and when and the answer to your question is, uh, I, I have not worn my ring since we got it. Um, I did have it in my pocket the second, you know, the first day we came into the building. Yeah. I had it in my pocket. <laughs> If someone said, oh, can I see your ring, I'd say, okay, and then I'd, you know, show it to them. Because a lot of people didn't get an opportunity to yeah. see it, feel it, and right. play with it. So, uh, All right. very incredible. So, so yeah, we will treasure that. Going for, forever. Yeah, and, 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 and so people understand, in 2002, uh, both you and I received an executive ring. Yeah, which and was so, a little different. Which is different, yes. Um, okay. Hi, Scott. Thanks for all the effort you put into answering even the most difficult questions. It's always fun to read the mailbag. The good thing about getting this question is whoever it is is going to say nice things only about me and not you. That's why I like it. Obviously, you're preoccupied. I did. I'm sorry. Go you ahead. didn't even hear my insult. Yes, you, re- you have. I'm insulting you over here, Jeff. Pay no, attention. All I heard was... I tuned out. Really an insult. What I, I tuned out when someone said, "Oh, you're answering some very difficult yeah, questions." Yeah, I know. You, like, didn't, you didn't want to even hear I'm me like, get a compliment. Really, really. But this was sent to just me, so I'm right. the only one getting complimented here. Go ahead. By the way, I just was, and you you interrupted me. I was actually about to compliment you, and tell people if they haven't already seen it, 
to go watch those in the current episodes. I think they're all in one place right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. You can watch them all at once. They, they came out one week at a time, but now you can watch them. You can binge them if you haven't already. And Mr. Jeff Ryan here is the very talented voiceover Thank artist you. for Thank that you series. Thank you very much. Yeah, it actually, it's a lot of fun if you haven't seen them because it, they're it great. recaps the whole Super Bowl, the year and everything. Yeah. And don't jump to six. Go to episode one. Oh, don't I jump I actually ahead. like the first two episodes the best, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, because there was a little more, it, not Drama. everything was going yeah. right. There were things that weren't going well. And the third one, I think, because it goes, the first four are all uh, one quarter of the season. So I guess it was the third one where we had to go to Carolina, mm-hmm. and they had the issues with the plane and all that. And just the, yeah, and the week before that. was a bad week. And yeah. so it was like, it was really up and down. <clears throat> all right. Okay. I was thrilled that Mike Evans had another 1,000-yard season, and I hope he'll get his eighth one this year. But Mike is not only great with receptions. It seemed like he got us a lot of yards drawing penalties from our opponents. Is that a measurable statistic? It would be interesting to see what we gain from him in that way, too. And then, okay, I was too... She she actually does mention you. Hope you and Casey and Carmen and Jeff... Are having a good summer. Oh, nice. Best wishes to all of you, and of course to our World Championship Bucks. This is from Rusty in Altamont Springs. Okay. And um, it, it was a good question, and she asks, "Is that a measurable statistic?" Just about everything is a measurable statistic yeah. that somebody will be compiling somewhere. Oh, only a matter from, of time. Well, I mean, it's already being done. It's a matter of finding it. <laughs> I. It took me a while, but I did finally find. Where, where would you find this? Well, I found the numbers that I needed on a site called footballoutsiders.com, oh, although I had okay. to have a – I did – we do, and I needed a, a subscription uh, uh, to the, you know, the behind-the-paywall stuff to get okay. this. But it was in charts about receivers and tight ends, and one column was how many defensive pass interference penalties that they, they drew, and it was season by season. And uh, so I was able to figure it out. And in 2019 – uh, Mike tied with Odell Beckham and Cortland Sutton with eight of them, and his 139 yards in those penalties were were second in the league to 150 by Sutton. Uh, and then last year, he had the most with nine of them, one more than rookie Chase Claypool of the Steelers, which I'm surprised by because he's a rookie, but I'm surprised he got all those calls. Sure. His Evans' 171 yards in those penalties were second to 185 for Claypool. And T.Y. Hilton and Devontae Parker were next on the list with seven each. But here's the thing. Mike is the only guy that had at least five of them in both of those seasons. Really? So he was the only one. It, it can be fluky, obviously. Like uh-huh. one guy might have nine one year and then two the next. So in total, over the last two years, Mike has drawn 17 defensive pass interference penalties that accounted for 310 yards. That is amazing. And it's way more than anybody else in the league. Way more. Way more. Well, the next... Most is is 11, and the next oh. most yards is 169. Oh, that is way 11 by Devontae Parker, 169 yards by James Washington. Wow. So it's just hidden numbers that um, that you don't think about. When you think about the fact that Mike yeah. Evans had 1,006 uh, yards last year, well, he, we also had 171 yards on DPI, so it was more like a 1,200-yard season in a way. I find it fascinating <coughs> that someone actually asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I thought it was a good question. It's a great question. I mean, it is like one of those things where you go, he's not really – I've heard, even heard people say receivers should get credit for those yards. And, and I, you know, it would be kind of cool, yeah. but um, I don't think that's ever really going to happen. 
Well, in time it could. I mean, everything changes. So Time changes everything. It, without a doubt. Without a doubt. 300 years from now, what will football look like? <laughs> it may not even exist. I'm trying to decide what three years is going to look like. Or even, I'll take it back. I want to know what this year is going to look like. Yeah, 17 us, games. Something new. So okay, all right. That's it. That's all we got to do. I, I think we started out really strong. We, well, we, we said know. words about the Buccaneers. Yep. That's what people came for, right? Yeah. We answered some questions. Got a guest. Got a, a guest in an interview that uh-huh. I think uh, will, will will really be nice for Bucks fans to listen. We to. we are in Super Bowl form. <laughs> we really and this is breaking last, our uh, and this is elbows the la- patting ourselves and in the back. This right is now. the last time I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, because we have to put it behind us. This right? is a new. This is you know. This is so we're wearing twenty one. So we're wearing every day now in camp. You know, it's relaxed wear. So we're yeah. wearing polos or t-shirts. Sure. Um, or sometimes hats, mm-hmm. and I had thought going into this camp that part of my rotation would be the couple of Super Bowl championship T-shirts that I have, and yeah. if I needed a hat, maybe the Super Bowl hat. Right. And it quickly became clear that that was a bit gauche now. Uh-huh. Like, if if the whole team's putting that behind you, don't come walking in here in a Super Bowl championship shirt. Yep. So unfortunately, yeah. that's like three shirts and a couple hats out of the rotation. I know, but, but I realized that right away. I'm like, I'm not going to be the one walking down the hall and have like I don't know Todd Bowles say. Why are you still talking about the Super Bowl? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I have. To, in order to tell me what day it is, basically, <laughs> to, when I know when the week when when the week is ending on Sunday, I wear a t-shirt because that tells. Oh, okay. Usually, I'll wear a long sleeve like that today. That tells you I have it's the weekend. Or, yeah, or I have a polo on. You could but, just write the days of the week in your underwear. Well, there are, there are like those. Going to camp. There are those too. <laughs> you know, this you know this side forward. You know. We <laughs> You know, we may not, we may be in Super Bowl form, as you say, but uh-huh. we are not doing a great job of actually ending this. Yes, we're. So why don't you take you, us? You away? know what it's called? It's called landing the plane. It's just a little extra content, right? Uh, since you did, thanks for listening.